Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, what do you say we do a Wednesday podcast, Jerry and Al? And it's funny, uh, I was just listening uh, on the speaker as I was walking in. Boy, Joe reliving that Frederick Vice story, which turned out to be moment of the day for the show today and a good portion of the 7.30 uh, segment that we do. And I'm telling you, Al, you ain't, I, I, that night will go down in infamy for me because that was something, just watching Joe in action. You talk about a guy just furious. Anyway. I just booked Joe Beningo for my uh, Al's Boring podcast. I'm by gonna, the way, uh, that's called a promotion and a tease right there. I'm going to interview him next week. I think he's going to go great. And then we'll air it to the following week. I so like that. that'll be terrific. That should actually be a lot of fun. If he doesn't mention me... Uh, prominently, I'm going to be very upset. Oh, that'll be great. I'm not going to bring you up, and Do I'm not. going to see I was if he mentions you. Radio producer, and we did a lot early on. And okay, he's got to he's got to give you the Dallas Green story, and I'll give it to you quickly because I'm curious. I don't know if he'll do this. So when we're working in Jersey, right? And who are we? We're nobody. He's paying for time, and I did on work w- for the station. 1530 Correct. WJDM. Yes. So we decided. You know what? We're radio people now. We're reporters. We're radio guys. Why don't we ask the boss if we can use a letterhead and send a a letter to the Mets looking for a credential for a game? They say, fine, we do it. The Mets actually credentialed us for a game. The Mets were not good at this point. Mid-90s, Dallas Green was the manager. And there wasn't a ton of media back then. That wasn't not as now, exactly. And so we end up going out to Shea, the two of us idiots, and here we are. We go to the the window. We have passes, and we're looking at each other like, you got to be kidding. Come on, right? So we go in there, we go in, someone shows us to where we got to go. They're like, all right, so, you know, the uh, the media room's that way, here, uh, and then the uh, f- you want to take that direction to the field. Like, field? Like, yeah, just go into the dugout, and you can walk up onto the field. Batting practice is going on now. I'm like, here I am, I'm 20 years old. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So we walk up the steps, and we're in the dugout. Dallas Green is sitting 
on the bench in the dugout talking to a couple of reporters. Remember Brett Butler? Yes. He used to play for the Giants and the Dodgers. He was with the Mets briefly. And so I sat down next to him, and he's like, hey, how you doing, kid? And I'm like, oh, my God, calling me kid. That's embarrassing. So I had a nice chat with him. Fine. Dallas Green. Dallas, Joe Beningo, how you doing? WJDM, you know. And Dallas is like, I'm doing, I'm doing all right, Joe. How are you? I got to be honest, sir, a lot better than you because this team stinks. I stopped my conversation dead tracks. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, we're going to get kicked out. We're not even here five minutes. I'm very curious if he tells you that story. Uh, but anyway, so talking about Joe, we're talking about the draft and Frederick Vice. And so I got into a little thing on Twitter today because I understand that the Knicks were the second or third worst team in basketball this year and that you wanted them to be at least the number two pick uh, because of these top bigs, Jaleel Okafor uh, and then Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, fine. But I'll tell you, it got me to thinking when you look back to all the busts in basketball and I went through the list from 1995 through last year, and you got to throw the last couple of years out because you don't know what these guys are. Dude, Al, the amount of guys that were picked in the top three that have turned out to be grade-A busts and the guys that were picked after four that have turned out to be... Let me give you... I'll give you a couple of names, and then you tell me what you think. You're going to give me these are busts or these no, are no, guys that turned out? I'm going to give you the guys that turned out to be franchise players, and that you were, tell me where okay. they picked, all right? Kevin Garnett. He was picked uh, t- number three. Five. So outside the top four, Kobe Bryant. He was a number one overall pick. He was the 13th overall pick oh. in 1996. Okay. Vince Carter, fifth. Dirk Nowitzki, pretty good career, right? Franchise player, pick ninth. Uh, Joe Johnson, maybe not lived up to a contract, but a great player, picked 10th overall. And Kwame Brown was the number one overall pick that year. I mean, it's just the whole thing is ludicrous. Ray John Rondo, a pretty damn good player, picked 21st, Kyle Lowry 24th. And Adam Morrison was the third overall pick. The guy's not even in the league anymore. So is your message to Knicks fans, don't panic? No, my, yeah, it's exactly my point. still get a good guy. My, the point is, it's up to your scouting department to know what the hell they're doing. And I'll just give you one more, and we'll move on, because this is probably boring you, and that's fine. In 2008, you know who the fourth overall pick was? Who? Russell Westbrook. How's that work He's out? He's terrific. Pretty damn good. You know who was picked fifth? Kevin Love. Brooke Lopez, 10th. Sergi Baca, 24th. The number two overall pick, Michael Beasley, O.J. Mayo, number three. The point is, just because you're not drafting one or two does not mean you can't get a franchise guy. And by the way, the list goes on and on and on. I'm just going to stop at the risk of putting Al to sleep and boring him to tears. Dwayne Wade picked fifth overall. The guys are out there. You just have to have the right guy in charge. Now, that's a couple of people said, yeah, but this is the Knicks. That's the problem. You need it to be a no-brainer. Different argument. But because you're picking fourth does not mean you're not gonna you can't come away with a great, great player. So let me sum up, Jerry. Oh. There have been guys picked number one overall who were considered a sure thing that were complete failures. If you would pick someone number one overall, they should be a sure thing, yes. But I'm saying there have been some failures. Uh, a lot of failures. A lot of Joe failures. Smith, Michael Olawa Candy, uh Kwame Brown. Uh, I mean, I can go down. Uh, Andrew Bogut, nice player, not a number one overall player. Greg Oden had a three-year career, knees blown out. Derrick Rose was great, can't avoid injury. You get the point. Jerry, it's not unlike the NFL draft, where you get these quarterbacks taken number one that are end up being stiffs, and you get guys like Tom Brady, guys like Tony Romo that get picked in later rounds, and uh, like Jabret Favre that do terrific, yes? Yeah, absolutely right. You couldn't be more right. Jerry, enough of your sports talk. I'm sorry. Uh, there's a uh, home in Queens... Uh, right here where we live, Jerry, in Queens, uh, where they were hearing a very loud buzz for quite a while. Okay. And uh, it was coming from b- below the floorboards. 
Really? Loud buzzes. Uh, turns out they had 40,000 40, bees in a gigantic beehive living under their floors. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool. There's a video online oh, cool. of the guy, the bee guy. They vacuum up these bees. You know, Is that with, what they do? Yeah, with some type of bee vacuum cleaner. It's not wow. like a regular Hoover. It's a bee vacuum cleaner. Right. Not like a dry vac or something? No, it's a, very safe for the bees. You know, you can't harm any animals these days, even bees. An insect. An insect. They are suck them up. They have them in this bee container, and then they're going to take them upstate and release them into uh, the wild. Really? But yeah, there were forty thousand bees. Did you have you ever had an infestation in your home? Um, no, I really haven't. Homeowner. I've had the first year we moved into the house I'm in now, which was almost ten years ago now. God help me. Um, we had a cricket problem the first summer. They would make the noises. Oh God, yeah, like the cricket noises. Yeah, to where we weren't in that house. We moved in in December, and I would say by early July we had a we had a cricket issue. To where my wife would go into the back to grab pots and pans. And she would pick one up, and she would take the lid off, and there'd be four of them in there. And she would literally, she one night, she literally threw the pot, hit the ceiling, and made a, I had to patch it up. How do you get rid of crickets? Well, would we? I wound up having to I'd call have, a company to I'd come have spray. A, I'd have bought, bought a bunch of lizards. I did not buy any lizards, uh, and I didn't do that. We emptied out that whole pantry, got rid of those, and then we called the company to come spray on the perimeter of the house. We've never had a problem since. My sister, uh, last summer or two summers ago, she had uh, these really tiny microscopic-looking bugs, and they were all on her counter. She lives in a bougie house in New Jersey, right? right? Uh, all these bugs, she get, they kept bringing the bug guy out. He kept spraying everywhere. Anytime the sun would shine on that part of the house, all these little bugs would appear. Well, he finally decided, well, let's let's pull out the dishwasher, which they did, and all these, there were some bugs back there. The guy thought, let me remove uh, some panels on the outside of the house. Um, uh, uh, like yeah. the siding. The siding that was up against the kitchen. Yeah. He removed them. Jerry, they found about 50 pounds of dog food oh. that had been, over the years, taken by a mouse... One at a time at night from the dog dish and brought up into the wall and stored. And all these bugs were attracted to this thing. It was dog food that wasn't their dog. And they had been in the house for about five years. Wow. So it was the previous owner's dog food. It was crazy. They took a picture of it. It was like the the whole side of their house with the siding pulled off was just dog food in the, the, uh, what do you call the fiberglass stuff? The, the... that keeps it from getting cold. The insulation. The insulation. Mm. It was unbelievable. That's disgusting. Yeah. And once that all got cleared out, those bugs disappeared. So if you have any bugs or crickets or bees, you have to get that taken we care of. We don't, but I do have a friend who had wallpaper in their house. And one day he put his hand up to lean against the wall and his hand went right through <laughs> it. It was infested, um, infested with crickets that had actually eaten through a lot of the sheetrock to get into the house Disgusting. Are crickets brown or green? Black. I'm, not, I'm thinking of grasshoppers. Black. Yeah, grasshoppers are fine. Crickets now, are black crickets, and disgusting. Do they talk during the day or at night? The uh, chirping. Mostly at night they chirp. They're chirpers. That, well, that must be nice. I would say mostly at night. It's not nice. What's nice about it? No, How about I come I mean. bring some over and put it in your house? I would have just got a bunch of lizards because everything I see, like if you have a pet lizard, you're supposed to get it crickets. Dude, you're going to leave a lizard wild loose in the house. Yeah. Well, no. multiple lizards. You need multiple. multiple lizards. Are you out of your mind? That's why they say it's good to have. I'm not a cat guy. I had cat. That they, you should have a cat because they'll keep a mouse out of your house. 
Uh, true. When my cat, when we first moved in, my cat was at that time probably only five or six years old, and she was spry. Like, we, spry, we found yeah. she was. She would play ball. She was great. She was more of a dog than she was a cat. And we had, I would say periodically through the 10 years, we have had a, a small, like, field mouse issue, but not that big of a deal, one or two, and then we'd get taken. But early on, we would find, like, a, st- and I know they're small, we'd find a dead on the kitchen floor. A dead mouse. Yes, because we knew that the cat had gotten it. In her last couple of years, she was kind of older and slower, and we had to have them come out and take care of the mouse problem when it would arise. Um, But yes, cats will take care of that for you. I do not mind a bug in my house. I don't mind the bug. I am not fine. I am not going for a a, an animal with a heart like a like a mouse in my. That's creep me. I don't think I could stay there if I knew there was one tiny miniature mouse running around. Too cute. Like the li- these little field mice happen to be cute. Like they're not rats. They they look like they could be your pet. Like if you see a bug in your house, what do you do? You whack it with a newspaper. Correct. If I saw that little field mouse, I would try and cover it yes. with a pan, and I would catch I would actually it. release it. Right. Like catch it in yes. a. Um, I would not step on it if that's where you're going. When I was in Florida, we had those little geckos. They ran yeah. around everywhere, and I had one on my wall one time inside. And you left it. No, I didn't want it in oh. my house, so I, I cupped it. I put the cup up against the wall cupped it but in the process of cupping it i chopped its tail off <laughs> and the tail fell and was wiggling like a worm have you ever and then i threw the um the the, the full body part of the lizard out free because i think their tails grow back i i wouldn't know is that the only issue you've ever had cupping things yeah cupping that uh, lizard you've never cupped a breast and had an issue no nothing no no issues jerry None that I can remember. I'm sure early on I had a lot, a lot of, of vodka. A lot of vodka. That's a lot all it takes. Little slippage. Everyone has vodka. It's no problem. Everyone just relaxes. All right, Al. You know, uh, the Yankees uh, finally have started to shave their stupid mustaches. And it's funny during the NHL playoffs, sometimes when your team's in it, you go with the, you know, the no-shave thing. It never worked for me. The Devils made that run to the conference finals a few years ago. And I never got into it. I have to shave. I have to shave like every two or three days. And the experience lately over the last couple of months for me has been unbelievable because we found Harry's. Uh, and Harry's has been absolutely tremendous. The razors are awesome. We talked about the German engineering yesterday, and I will stand by that. It's that good. And the best part is the cost is phenomenal to your wallet. And the reason why it's so good is because they cut the middleman out. And because they do that, Harry's offers an amazing shave at a fraction of the price of the drugstore brands. And the Second part that I like about this, I don't have to go to the drugstore anymore to get them because they come right to my house shipped free. Yeah, just remember, mustaches look stupid, so shave them off. Go to harrys.com and enter the code POSTGAME at checkout. You get $5 off your very first order, which is a starter set. That's right. With the code POSTGAME, you can get a month's worth of shaving for just $10. That's harrys.com, code POSTGAME at checkout, and change the way you shave forever like our own Jerry Recco. I sure have. Uh, you showed me this story, which is, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure which way I go on it. So there's a proposed bill in New York to try to allow dogs to eat at outside tables, side restaurant, uh, at restaurants with outside tables, basically, with their owner. Um, but there is an assemblyman trying to block it for obvious reasons, I would think. On one hand, I say, why the hell not? If you're all alone and you got your dog, great. On the other hand, I sit there and say, if I'm sitting next to this person with his dog, I'm going to be wondering, why is the dog sitting next to me looking and staring at me and breathing on me? 
Yeah, dogs want to stay home. That's one thing I've learned uh, some of the dogs that I'm familiar with. Dogs love to be home when you're not there. So when when you're going to work, when you're going to dinner, this is when your dog is having a good time staying at home. Whenever I see dogs in a car, I'm like, you're running to the to the laundromat or the dry cleaner, and you had to bring your dog. People are too attached to their dogs. Well, I agree with that. But what about the dogs that love sticking their head out the window and getting the air? And that's oh. fine. But I don't need a dog sitting there when I'm trying to eat because you know what this is going to bring. People with pit bulls are going to bring their dog to a cafe, and it's going to be barking at another dog because dogs, for the most part, don't get along. And if you have an aggressive, like douchey dog. Don't bring them out in public. I went to a 5K race. I didn't participate. I just went to watch. And people brought their dogs. But people with douchey dogs brought their dogs that want to fight other dogs. Like, no, I am completely with this assemblyman who wants this blocked, Jerry. Well, you should write a letter in support of him. I'm not writing letters. This is my letter right here. I'm sure everyone in the whatever wherever assemblymen gather are going to hear this because it's very popular. By the way, the idea that you would be against this is about as obvious as me <laughs> walking out of the studio in about five minutes. <laughs> I mean, good Lord, what a shock. Jerry, this uh, was caught on camera. Let's call this caught on camera. A Royals fan, decent-looking woman, right? Uh, one of the players going back into the dugout. You know, they sometimes flip a ball yes. to a fan. Well, this woman wanted a ball, and a guy on the Royals flipped her the ball. She caught the ball, but then handed it to a little kid. That's very nice. Nice thing. To, or tossed it to a little kid. Nice thing to do. She then sat down, started talking with her boyfriend, her husband, and I guess decided, oh, I, I probably should have kept that ball. And the camera caught her mouthing to the kid, give me my ball back. Oh, come on. Can't do that. No, you can't do that. Not if you gave it away already. And by the way, it barely counts as getting a ball at a game because a player flipped it to you. I agree. If you caught a screaming well, liner, yeah, see, all yours. I, it, that dep- yeah, I guess. Here's the thing I would say. I, I think with baseball, you might be right. Like at hockey games, if you have a if you have a kid, forget an adult. If you have a kid who's during the warm ups and you've been to games, the warm ups are awesome. You're allowed to go down by the glass; it's awesome. So if you've got your ten year old or your twelve year old or your five year old, and they're sitting there with their jersey on, hey, and one of the players on your team comes over and they flip you the puck, to me that's something. You know what? Yes, Alexei Kovalev just gave me this puck. That's pretty yes. cool. I don't know why that name that's just popped true, into Jay. my head. Baseball is different, though, because it's really about the foul ball and catching the foul ball and all that as opposed to, hey, here's a ball. Right. So I agree with you in one sport. I wouldn't in the other. But you can't ask for the ball back. You simply can't. I caught a foul ball at a uh, Somerset Patriots game, and I gave it to my friend's kid who we were with. Which is very nice We of took you. a photo. Did I you, still remind them of it. Please don't tell me you had a glove. I did not have a glove. Okay. I snagged that barehanded, Jerry. You did? I did. It was looked it a in, line drive. It was not a no. I was I was behind home plate okay. in the in the upper deck, whatever that would be at that type of a minor league game. Right. And the ball was fouled back, and it was like slow motion when it came to me. I two handed it, but snagged it, Jerry. Look at you. They put you on the big screen. Uh, well, there's no big screen there, so I was not on the. Is big that screen. Just, see? I've driven past there. I thought there was. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So no big screen for Al. I'm no very sorry screen. to hear that. Yeah, I was upset, disappointed with that. Do as you well. get into the minor league baseball? I do. I like going to minor league baseball because you could sit there. It's it's cheap. You sit right down in front. Uh, you could have. Uh, I go with my friend John a lot, and we don't catch up all that often, as often as we should. So we'll sit there and just have a, a full-on conversation while there's a game going on in the background. I would say some of the best times I've had with my dad would be in my teenage, early teenage years into the later teenage years in Florida. Not every year, but every other year we'd go, and we would go see the Osceola, Osceola Astros. It's a single A team. 
And I think they're still there, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure they're still there. And it would be me, my dad, and about 100 other people. And that was it. And it was 95 degrees out. And we'd be sitting there, well, God, this guy's good. And my dad would be like, he's never going to make it. <laughs> I'm like, well, how do you know that? And he goes, look around. <laughs> out of 18 guys, none of them will make it. Right. It's probably one out of every 36 guys will make it. And it just, you know, had a lot of uh, Richie Ashburn I met at the Osceola Astros game one spring training. So for many years on the Somerset Patriot team, up until recently, uh, Craig Nettles' kid played third base. No kidding. And Craig Nettles would uh, sit in the stands a lot of times. You would see him. Uh, uh, he would, yeah, yeah, but, sure. Uh, and that, that kid was good, but he wasn't. He wasn't going to be major standout, right? I know Lee Mazzilli's kid is playing now and doing very well. I heard him on with Joe and Evan yesterday. Uh, they did that show from where they had Lee played. Mazzilli's kid on or Lee Mazzilli. They had Lee Mazzilli taught, and he was talking about talking his kid, about how his well kid. he's doing, and he's coming up the ranks. Uh, so that's why it's always weird, though, when you, the guys you start playing now, their kids are playing and becoming relevant and could be in the majors. Like like Dykstra's kid plays. Uh, the kid, uh, Andy Van Slyke's kid, is like a major leaguer with the Dodgers, and he's damn good, too. It's like, holy crap, we're getting old. Yeah, we're old, Jerry. I mean, G- G- by the way, if Jeter had a kid, G- could be in his late teens, early 20s. You have interest in this final Letterman show today? Um, not to stay up and watch it. No. Will you tape it? Yes. You will. Yes. And you'll go back and watch I it. I will probably watch it. I would say sometime over the weekend I will watch it. I was very interested and I watched some of the pieces this morning on Dylan last night. Bob Dylan. I yeah. love Bob Dylan. I really do. I love Bob Dylan. But it's over. A friend of mine, uh, Chris Rosen, who writes for Entertainment Weekly, he uh, tweeted out this morning that Letterman introduced Bob Dylan as one of the as the greatest songwriter of our generation. Agreed. And then Dylan came out and did a cover song. <laughs> well, song he did not write, which is really crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the guy's got seventy albums out. It's unreal. Well, I mean, the, the problem is though, how many of them in the last fifteen years have come out that you would never, never. Heard I love of. Dylan, but right. anything post nineteen eighty four. And every all the musical guests that have been coming on, they're trying to do a song that is sort of like a goodbye. Right, exactly. Type of thing. I did like Dignity. Did you ever hear that? Uh, song I love part? Dignity. That was a good song, and that was that had to be the early '90s, wasn't it? That was the early '90s, yes, or yeah. late '80s, might have been '89. Was it late '80s? That was actually a pretty good song and a decent album, but not much after that. Yeah, uh, I gotta go. Okay, see. of the show Alan Jerry Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- 
yourself. <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.